I'm Katya. And I'm Rin. And we're at the Commonwealth Center for Holistic Herbalism here in Boston, Massachusetts. In the middle of a Bongo Genesis Nor'easter. <laughs> it is crazy out there. The house is shaking from the wind. Yeah, it's really crazy. I wish you guys could hear it. But... Anyway, there we are. And, and we're on the internet everywhere, thanks to the power of the podcast. Woo! So, I get to start this time. We are yeah. not doctors. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we have to do the thing. We're not. We're not. We're herbalists and holistic health educators. Ideas discussed in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. No state or federal authority licenses herbalists in the United States. So, these discussions are for educational purposes only. Remember that everybody's body is different, so the things that we're talking about may or may not apply directly to you, but they should give you some information to think about and to research more. Could we just blanket apply this to all of the other herbal podcasts that are out there in the internet as well? Yeah. Can we sort of like wave a magic wand and say, just next time you listen to one of those, also, if they don't do their own version of a, of a this, then uh, just pretend that we were there. Okay. Also, Good. every book you ever read and... Yeah. Yeah. Because basically, you know, you always have to try it yourself. You should never believe anything that anybody else says. I mean, like, take it as interesting, but then try it out yourself. Well, anyway, we wish to remind you that good health is your own personal responsibility. The final decision in considering any course of action, whether it's discussed on the internet or prescribed by your physician, that's yours. Woohoo! Always. <clears throat> Great. So, this week, we... Three sleep strategies and what I should have done. Yes. Ah, uh, that's a catchy one. Like yeah, that. that's, that's the title. It's called Really unusually, this is not our process, but today I came up with the title first, um, and then we decided uh, what to say. Yeah. So we never really do that, but that's what I did this time. Yeah. Um, we happen to be teaching our advanced students this weekend, and we're covering insulin resistance and sleep, and so sleep was on the minds. And I know how much Rin loves to get a good night's sleep, yes. so I thought it would be great if he shared with you all of his good strategies for doing that. Yeah, this is definitely the part of uh, holistic self-care that I excel at. It's going to bed on time, making sure to get all, all that, what was it, eight hours? Eight hours. That's okay. enough, right? That's not enough. Oh. Do you think they can hear the sarcasm? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not my best uh, my best behavior here, honestly. Um, I would rather devote a lot of time to movement and eat really well and go for a walk. Wait, hang on. What's the other one? Oh, yeah. Meditate. That'd be good. Do all those things rather than go to sleep. Um, so if that resonates with you, then here's a couple things I found will actually work to get me in the bed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the things that... They're really all herbal. That's, that's exactly herbal. it. That's right. Yeah. Yes, of course. And we're not even going to talk about Damiana. So... Um, the uh, first thing, and this is a really good idea for anybody, basically, is to set a bedtime alarm. Your bedtime alarm is not a signal that says immediately run around and turn off all the lights and TV screens and... Get in uh, the bed right now. Get in the bed and, and, and lay down. Close your, your eyes and pretend you're asleep. Yeah. No. no. That's not what this is for. Your bedtime alarm is for about an hour before that. So it goes off and it says to you, hey, do you remember how you uh, felt terrible this morning? And you were really, like, groggy and kind of a zombie and maybe not particularly friendly to your friends and loved ones. Uh, you don't want to feel like that tomorrow. So uh, you should go to sleep soon, and you should start getting ready now. 
So your bedtime alarm is your signal to, uh, to turn off as many lights as you can, to turn off as many screens as you see around you, <laughs> uh, and to, uh, to settle in with a nice cup of tea and something uh, mild and gentle to read uh, that's not going to make you angry and scared. And the children is a really good one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, whatever moves you, you know. Um, either that or I'll often end up reading some really dry philosophy stuff and just kind of stick with it until I can't anymore and then say, okay, it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so you set your alarm for about an hour before sleep and that's also a good time to take your first dose of bedtime herbs for the evening. Um, this is a thing that we picked up from Paul Bergner and listening to him talk about herbs and sleep that, uh, and then tried it and found it worked and mm -hmm. tried it with lots and lots of people in several states and countries and found it worked really well. Um, so when we uh, work with herbs to help people sleep, uh, we find that it works better to go with what's called pulse dosing rather than taking your entire dose of herbs uh, right in the moment before you turn the light out and put your head on the pillow. Instead, you take your first dose about an hour before that time. You take another dose about a half hour before the uh, tea, tea minus nothing. <laughs> um, and uh, and then you take one final dose right in that moment. So it's an hour before bed, a half hour before bed, and then one more dose, lights out, head on the pillow. And um, the amount that you take each time could be, say, equivalent. Like, it could be one dropper full of, of your herb at each of those moments. Um, you'll get a better effect from taking that total three droppers here in this kind of spread out way rather than waiting right until bedtime and taking all three droppers then. So we found this to be, like I said, really helpful. And we, we've tried it with lots and lots of people and we think it makes a really big difference. Same herbs, same formula, same total amount taken in, but you spread it out a bit and the effects are much better. So these herbs are gonna be different depending on who you're working with. For me, it might be something like chamomile and ginger and maybe some elderflower and some skullcap and some wood betony because for me, the thing that gets in the way of sleep is that I just can't relax and shut my brain down. But that's not Rin's problem. Rin can go to sleep pretty much whenever he wants to. Yeah, if I lay down in the middle of the day to take a nap, that will happen pretty fast. Once I do actually get in the bed with the lights out and stop fidgeting for a while, then I'll fall asleep pretty easily. Sometimes you're a little jealous about it. Oh, I'm always <laughs> jealous about it. So for him, it's more about motivation to get to the bed then or like there there are going to continue to be that many fascinating things on your bookshelves and in your phone and on the internet and everywhere around you tomorrow <laughs> yeah so you can't actually get through all of them tonight you have to stop at some point <laughs> and go rest um so remembering that is helpful and so i i try to uh remind myself of that you can you know if you're putting your alarm on your phone you can set it to have a, a label of whatever you want so mine is often something like Time to dream or like feel happier in the morning or something like that <laughs> um, to, you know, remember the motivation there. Um, and time to dream is a good one for me because uh, I, I do like dreaming. I do, I do enjoy that and I, I explore that a little bit sometimes with the help of herbs. So I might be pulse dosing with an herb like mugwort. Uh, mugwort is one, um, I've got a little blog post uh, on our blog about this, but the gist of it is that Mugwort enhances the, the dream state 
and your experience, the depth, the vibrancy of your dreaming um, are often um, dialed up a bit uh, if you take mugwort before bed. Um, that, and on the other hand, I've also had, um, this hasn't really been a thing that I've noticed per se, but lots of clients have come back and said when they started working with mugwort, they found that they were sleeping more consistently through the night. Um, fewer, you did that to me. Fewer rounds of midnight waking. Yeah, that used to be a bigger problem for you, but it's... Yeah, it's some, well, we spent a long time working on it, but, but yeah, you, uh, that was, there was that time when I was really struggling and you started putting mugwort in a tincture for me at night. And at first I was like, oh, this is going to be a problem because I'm going to stay up all night dreaming and then I won't be rested. Hmm. But it was in formula with other things and it did that. It helped me just stay asleep through the night. Yeah. So, uh, lots of, lots of benefits there. Yeah. So anyway, whatever whatever herb speaks to you or, you know, is going to provide what you need to help you rest, let go of your day, you know, go into a dream world and play around there for a while instead, uh, whatever works for you, um, take it in that kind of pulse dosing schedule and it will work even better. You know, I just want to put a plug in here. Yeah. Because June feels like it's very far away, but it's not. Like, it will suddenly be here. And in June, the first weekend in June is herb stock. And so if you're local here in town, um, definitely get that on your calendar. It's at the Somerville Armory. And Rin's going to be teaching a class on herbs for dreaming. I am. Along with his lovely assistant. That's right. We confirmed that, didn't we? Yeah. Me and my lovely assistant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be really fun. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I think you're doing one on... Business skills? I am. I'm doing uh, an intensive on business skills for with my lovely assistant. For, for herbalists and for holistically minded help you out humans? Yes. Uh, how to... How to go into business. How to do it, yeah. yeah. Word. Okay, so... Um, anyway, about <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to tell you about a couple other herbs that um, I'll work with if I, if I need sleep. Um, sometimes I'm having that kind of, like... Uh, fight with my inner child where it's like, I don't want to go to bed, <laughs> even though I know I have to. Okay, so occasionally I will avail myself of the help of our good friend, Wild Lettuce. Um, and I believe this is one we've talked about on the podcast before. Um, I think we have. And you know what? That might have been our podcast for Herb Rally uh, when we were talking about free clinic in West Virginia. Yes, and yeah. you're right. Yep. Hey, so if you haven't checked out Herb Rally, it's herbrally.com. And they've got all kinds of podcasts there, and we've done a bunch of them. Yeah. Well, um, so we were talking about uh, wild lettuce in that particular one, because that was about free clinic work in a community that's been impacted by Mount Top Removal Mining. And lots and lots of people there were really stressed out and had terrible time sleeping, um, very few hours of sleep a night, very poor quality sleep. Uh, and we ended up working with wild lettuce with a lot of those folks and getting really good feedback about it. So... Um, that's one that I'll also turn to when I'm having that, like, look, just just knock me out. Just <laughs> hit me with a hammer, make me go to bed, make me fall down where I stand, whatever. Um, I'll take a, a generous helping of wild lettuce tincture. <laughs> um, you know, like, two to eight uh, droppers full is going to be completely sufficient for my body. Um, but it's become apparent to me that I actually respond pretty strongly to these hypnotic herbs, we call them. Herbs that make you go to sleep mm-hmm. um so yeah so that'll that'll be completely sufficient for me um i'm not sure you've tried various doses of wild lettuce before yeah i don't use the dropper huh. i just take a sip 
Okay. <laughs> or maybe a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. But then on the other, on the other end of the spectrum, I um, I I take high doses of things. You cannot be yeah. hypnotized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So, you know, I say one of the reasons that it, I, I became aware that I'm pretty sensitive to these herbs was actually because uh, a student of ours had given us a gift of some, uh, like, foot soak herbal infused bath salts. And uh, I, it was like some Sunday afternoon and I thought I would try that and soak my feet and read a book and, you know, in the middle of the afternoon sometime. And uh, so I set that up and I started reading, soaked my feet. And I woke up like four hours later, having been completely knocked out because it turned out she put some hops into the formula for the for the foot soak, and uh, absorption through the soles of my feet was totally enough to uh, mm -hmm. to knock me down. So, yeah, um, hops. Well, it may not do that for you, but um, it's definitely going to relax you and help you to um, to chill out and let go of some tension. Plus. A foot bath, like, it can be sort of like, oh, I don't want to go to the trouble of, like, making myself a foot bath. But really, it only takes, like, five or ten minutes. And then you have your feet in this glorious hot water, and it's really pleasant. Yeah. And just be in a comfy place with low light and nice music or a good book, and you're just like, oh, you know, I'm really feeling kind of tired. Yeah. That'll work out well. Especially in New England when your feet have been cold all day long. <laughs> and... You're just like, oh, I'm warm. Yeah. It's kind of great. If you've been on your feet all day long, yeah. some salts in there, some relaxing herbs, some, you know, maybe some blood movers. Mm -hmm. That can be nice. Cool. Well, so there's some ideas. Um, give those a try. Let us know what you think. And uh, uh, sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but not yet, because you want to talk. I want to talk about what I should have done. So... Um, one of the fun parts about being an herbalist is that uh, anytime that you get sick, you get to experiment, or anytime that you hurt yourself in any way, you get to experiment, and that's very exciting. So you'll often find herbalists, like, you know, they cut themselves, or they get the flu, or whatever, and they're like, oh, good, because I've been wanting to try this or that thing. And um, it's kind of a weird thing, but it's fairly universal among herbalists. Um but sometimes you get sick and everything flies out the window. And that happened for me this week. Um, so our downstairs neighbors were refinishing their hardwood floors and um, they had sanded, um, and sanded and sanded and sanded and sanded and sanded. And uh, then it was time to polyurethane them and... Um, and this was, if, I, if there ever was any question that uh, I will never polyurethane hardwood floors, like that was decided, you know, a nice, a nice uh, linseed oil will be just great. But um, they, they polyurethane them and, you know, we're on the second floor, so the fumes go up and it's cold, so they didn't really open very many windows. And some people are just not sensitive to fumes and... Um, the guy downstairs is one of those people and his wife was at work. And so he did the whole floor for the entire apartment and he waited the minimum number of hours before doing the second coat of the whole floor. And so it smelled like so bad. And I'm kind of sensitive to 
to smells, not as much as a lot of people are, but you know, kind of. And I started getting a headache, which was not, you know, terribly shocking. But then the headache got really bad. And then I got really nauseous. And then I got really nauseous. And then the headache was so bad that I was thoroughly panicking. And it was night and I needed to go to bed and I needed to work the next day and I couldn't like there was no way to escape the smell and it was cold and we had all the windows open and it was just a conundrum and like you know he had to finish the floors like I get it but uh I was not managing the the fumes well at all so um you might be like well but she's an herbalist so she's totally got this under control no I completely panicked I cried I like curled up in the fetal position. It was you didn't feel good. It was not attractive, <laughs> is what we're trying to say. And so the next day, uh, the house all aired out. By that point, they had some fans in the windows, and and they were you know, and all the fumes. You know, woke up the next morning, and the fumes were reduced enough that I couldn't smell it anymore consciously, and and I was fine. <clears throat> and I was like, wow, I really didn't handle that very well. I wonder what I should have done. So we were in the kitchen, we were talking, and I was like, okay, I think here's what I should have done. So I came up with a plan for what I should have done. And um, first off, this exercise is really great because like anytime that you fall on your face, it's great to look back and be like, geez, what should I have done? And so I, that's good. But also um, this way, next time this happens, because when I really got that headache and really got nauseous, those are, those are two things that I don't handle very well. Like I can get certain kinds of sick and not care, but headaches and nausea don't like they shut me down pretty quick. So now I've in a moment when I'm not having those feelings, I have thought through what I should have done. And hopefully next time I will remember that, um, and do it, um, do it instead of not doing it. <laughs> so here's what I should have done. Um, the first is that uh, I should have taken ginger chamomile tea, a lot of ginger chamomile tea. And the reason there has nothing really to do with the chemicals, um, but the ginger is excellent for nausea. And chamomile um, is very, both ginger and chamomile are very relaxing. They're antispasmodic. And there was a lot of spas spasming going on in my body. Um, and just general panic. And chamomile and ginger chamomile as a blend in particular is a blend that really calms me down. I have a good relationship with this particular pair. Yeah. Um, and it's calming and soothing every time. So not only do we have that antispasmodic and anti-nausea action, but also they're old friends for me. So... I think if I had started with that, it would have really grounded me and helped me to not panic and helped me to be like, yeah, okay, so there's some chemical smell. It's going to be fine. Go take a walk around the block. You'll be okay. And I didn't even think to do that. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. You, were, you were feeling nauseous. And with tea, you can always titrate it down. You can dilute it a little bit with water so mm -hmm. until it – sometimes when you're really nauseous, even like – even ginger feels a little overstimulating for some people, but if you dilute it a bit, then it, it's a lot more tolerable. Even I could have just hovered over it and smelled, mm. you know, like there's a lot of aromatic action going on in both chamomile and, and ginger. So even that would have been pretty great. So then um, 
sort of more physiologically, my next thought was linden. And ideally, this would have been a cold infusion. So I would have needed to plan ahead. But then again, this all started in the morning, and it didn't get really bad until the second coat in the evening. So I had I actually had time to plan ahead. And if I had made a linden cold infusion, you know, those fumes were really making my nerves just buzz. And linden is so soothing for frantic nerves. So I think that would have been really, really helpful just in terms of calming my nervous system down and saying like, you know what, you don't need to panic about this. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but it's okay. Um, and even just that, like that concept, this is uncomfortable, but it's okay. Um, when you start to panic because you don't feel well, uh, you lose the sense of this is uncomfortable, but it's okay. And that's like such a, a core of, of meditation, you know, like learning to just sit with discomfort and be okay with it. And I was not okay with that discomfort, but having a plant that can actually tell your nervous system on a physiological level, Hey, this is okay. It's, it's uncomfortable, but it's okay. We don't need to be frantic about it is really, really helpful. Hmm. Plus when we're thinking about um, chemical fumes, they're drying. They're like really um, palpable. Like you, I could feel it in my throat and my lungs and all through my body that they're just really, really drying. And even though I didn't feel physically dehydrated, like I also was that just that drying effect of the, of the chemicals. Yeah, it's true. You kind of almost had some false heat signs. Like there, there was a lot of uh, markers for inflammation and, and over agitation and over excitation. I kept trying to give you wild lettuce and you didn't really want it, <laughs> but, but I was going mainly on the, the overexcitation and the cooling. state of the nerves. Yeah. 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 I do think. And it... I figured like after a certain point, it was sort of like, we can't actually leave the house right now. So if we can just fall asleep, then <laughs> your body will survive and yeah. we'll cope with damage in the morning. But even that, it didn't really work for you too well. Uh, well, I think that it, I think that the theory was good, but by that point I was so nauseous that. Um, the bitterness of the wild lettuce, I, I really couldn't handle it. Yeah. And the amounts that you would have needed to take. Yeah. Would have been I couldn't consume that much. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but again, if we'd started earlier, then I think it wouldn't have been such a problem. And so, so definitely getting a hold of that panic. It's just that by that point, the panic was so really in there. And, um, and you know, I mean, it's not even like, like, why did I even need to panic? It's just polyurethane fumes and yeah they're pretty bad but you know like I was a kid I used spray paint I we didn't have organic food we you know my parents used bleach and I it's not like I haven't been around chemicals before they're not good for you but like but it was just that I felt so bad and it's it doesn't really matter what the cause is all different kinds of sicknesses can make us get that feeling of panic so so yeah just bringing that down would have been good so then, um, you know, any toxin that gets into your body, you do still have to, to deal with that. And um, so in this case, um, a big part of that would be the lungs. And another part of that is the liver, because the liver is just always involved with that stuff. So um, for the lungs, I was thinking about mullen. Um, mullen is overall a little on the drying side. 
but um, it does move moisture towards the lungs. And my lungs were feeling very, very dry. So, um, and b besides that, I really like mullein. So that could have been effective. Alternately, a cold infusion of marshmallow could have been really handy there too. And frankly, even the cold infusion of linden would do double duty there, mm -hmm. at least in the, in the throat. Um, but I think some mullein would have been really nice. I also like mullein for that concept of, usually I think of it more in terms of dusty particulate, like, um, you know, if you've been in the wood shop or if you've been installing drywall or, or that kind of stuff. Um, but I think that, I think that I would carry that over for fumy stuff too. Um, so, so mullein would have been ideal there. And, and I am at this point racking up kind of a lot of fluid, but but that I think that would have been okay if I could have gotten a hold of the nausea early, you know. Mm. Um, and then the other, the liver stuff that I was thinking, um, the, my first thought was St. John's wort, um, because I, I do love St. John's wort, and it's very fast acting on the liver. Um, and in this case, I think I would have gone with tincture, because since I was targeting the liver, that, that alcohol content is going to get there faster. Um, when we think about targeting the liver versus the kidneys, um, we, we typically will think, okay, well, if I want this to get to the liver fast, then I'm going to put it in alcohol. If I want it to get to the kidneys fast, I'm going to put it in water. Um, and that doesn't mean that you can't drink St. John's wort tea for your liver, but like if you're really going for that fast acting um, effect, then, then the tincture might be better. And I don't take any pharmaceuticals, so St. John's wort is a great choice for me. But if you do take pharmaceuticals and you need to give your liver a boost, then milk thistle is um, the other great way. And capsules there are usually, even though normally that's not how I like to work with herbs, capsules are actually my preferred method for, for milk thistle. It's not going to be as fast acting, um, but on the other hand, I could have taken them in the morning, I, like... It's not like it, you know, I knew this was happening all day. So, um, so I, that's what I would have done. That's what I think I should have done. And, um, if you, if you feel like, uh, you've got some home improvement projects coming up <laughs> and, uh, you know that there's going to be some fumes or some dust or whatever else, then definitely plan ahead. Um, because I, I really do think that if I had planned ahead, I could have supported my body and gotten through this in a much more graceful manner than, than what I actually did. And saying it that way, I guess is like, oh, well, you're not very good because you totally fell apart. And what I really mean is I would have been much more comfortable. You know, I, it would have been more graceful for me. Um, and also for poor Rin who had to take care of me. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have good ideas that night either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we, you we, felt great either. No, no. I had a little headache, but I was trying to ignore it because yours was so much bigger. So, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, that's what we've been up to. Yeah. Uh, great. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Excellent. Bye. Hey, next week. Oh, next oh, week oh. is the first day of the brand new apprentices. I can't wait to meet them in person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Some exciting things to tell you about. Nice. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.